Welcome to another edition of Making Money. With the financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager, I'm Gord Whitehead. We're going to talk about monopolies, Ron, and I, you know, in my own mind, I'm thinking of playing the board game. And the object, I used to love to play Monopoly. The object of that game was to try to corner the market, choke out your competitors, right? That, that was the, the ultimate goal of playing Monopoly. And it's no different than trying to find stocks that are Monopolies. Exactly. You know, your investment success is, boils down to probability. And your probability of buying a company and making money when that company has choked out the competition is much higher than if you throw yourself into the fray where there's maybe hundreds of competitors. I mean, take a look at history. There have been hundreds of automobile manufacturers in North America. There were hundreds worldwide of airplane manufacturers. Now we've got two airplane manufacturers. We have Boeing and uh, uh, Airbus, and uh, we got a big three in North America, I think. Yeah, exactly. In, in the automotive industry, Ford, Chrysler, and General Motors. You know, so the statistics say that only half of small businesses survive five years and only a third of them make it to their 10th anniversary. And a lot of that is because they get choked out. They're mediocre and uh, that's the way the capitalist system works. It chokes out the losers and it leaves a few winners. So in a market that is ruled by the law of the jungle or the survival of the fittest, if you invest you know, in a lot of these type of companies, you're going to have a significant collection of losers in your portfolio. Investing like this can be a very tough way to make money unless you're an extremely good stock picker. And when you've got all this competition out there, being able to pick the one that's going to be the winner. But I mean, if you went back 50 years ago or 100 years ago, and you said that Boeing and Airbus would be the two survivors, or you said that Ford Chrysler or FCA, Fiat Chrysler now, and General Motors were going to be the survivors in North America, that would have been a long shot bet because the field was cluttered. You didn't know who was going to win. So to improve your odds, because that's what investing is, it's about putting the probability of winning on your side. And to do that, you want to make sure that you're picking winners that have a high probability of staying winners. So everyone thinks that Warren Buffett is the ultimate capitalist investor. But if you look at many of the big names he has in his portfolio, it speaks just the opposite. He likes to own companies that don't face a lot of competition in their particular endeavors. He prefers monopolies and duopolies. These are companies that dominate the sectors that they're in to the point that they squeezed out the competition and have built a moat around their sector and they dominate it and make it prohibitively expensive for others to break in. In this kind of environment, profits aren't squeezed to the point where they disappear and consistent profits are manna to investors because these profits a company can use to increase dividends, buy back shares, continue to invest in the business, buy other companies, pay down debt. In other words, they can do things that push the stock price up and the odds get tilted in your favor by owning these kind of companies. Uh, I've, I've been a fan of Mr. Buffett for a lot of years and, and used to wait with breathless anticipation when his annual report came out so I could read it and see what he was thinking. But you look at some of the companies that he's owned, Ron, and, and things like Dairy Queen, Gillette, Coca-Cola. Now, 
Could you say they're monopolies? Well, maybe not, but they're awfully close to it. I mean, how many competitors does Dairy Queen have? How many competitors does Coca-Cola have? There's a few soft drink companies, but there aren't many as big as Coca-Cola. No, and, and, and of course, he has... Railroads. Yeah, railroads, and he has... Visa and MasterCard, he had credit card companies, and he has, you know, there's three or four big banks in the U.S., and he owns virtually all of them. So he likes to focus on companies that have already crushed their competition. They're beyond that point in their growth where they're competing against everybody else. And when you've only got one or two competitors, everybody gets pretty docile and nobody wants to rock the boat too much. So Visa and MasterCard, they kind of charge the same rate. You look at Pepsi and Coke, and they kind of charge the same. I mean, you look at a Pepsi or a Coke, if you're going into a grocery store. Virtually the same price. Yeah, virtually the same price, right? So when you're not pushed with a, a competitor who's found a, a better way to do things, and he undercuts you in a brutal pricing war and shaves your profits to the point where they're razor thin, well, usually among the big monopolies, you don't have that. And that is just, as I said previously, is just absolutely manna for shareholders. So in what way do they really reduce risk? Is it because you don't have the competition and, the, and they can continue to grow the share price, continue to pay decent dividends? Yeah, exactly. And it's because of, you know, if you have that extra cash flow and you can buy back shares, it just means that every year there's fewer shares out there and the profits and the assets get split among fewer shareholders. It means they can increase their dividends. And of course, as more and more people move into retirement, they're placing a higher premium on companies that can not only pay a dividend but increase it. And what kind of companies are able to do that? They're companies that have that free cash flow. And of course, the big guys are able to buy other companies. They're able to pay down debt. When you pay down debt, here again, you've got more cash flow that can distribute to shareholders. If you buy another business, that business will contribute to your bottom line and give you more money and drive shareholder prices or share prices even higher, which is a benefit to shareholders. So the monopolies, because of that extra cash flow, can do so many shareholder-friendly things, that, uh, and they do it with less risk, that if you're an investor, especially if you're moving toward retirement, and you want to own companies that can consistently put the profits on the table, you want to take a really good look at stocks that are in the monopoly sector. And I guess I'm just thinking off the top of my head here, if you, you think you're in Canada, you know, we have, what, five major chartered banks, I think, or is it? No, I don't know if it's six now. But the banks have been a, a solid investment for decades now. Absolutely. And uh, if you take a look at the bank charter, it's tilted in favor of the big guys. So the banks have a very good market that they operate in, and there's not a lot of other competition just because of their size. And the banks are... They, they have banking, but they also have insurance. They've got investment. They've got financial planning. They've got loans. They, they're involved in so many different aspects of the financial spectrum, that, uh, and they pretty much dominate each one of those areas in Canada that they definitely would be considered a monopoly. So why don't we... Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to break this show down into two pieces. And the first piece, we were just 
wanted to really focus on so our listeners have a very good idea of the kinds of stocks we're talking about and the benefits they can get by owning monopolies. But in the second part of the show and for our show next week, we want to take go through the economy sector by sector. And this isn't going to be all inclusive, by the way, but I have a number of sectors. In fact, I have looking at my list, I've got 14 sectors altogether where you tend to find a lot of monopolies in business. And so you might want to get a pen and paper and write down some of these names because I believe we're getting close to the end of the cycle. And if we have a really good pullback, many of these names would be just perfect for the kind of companies that you want to add to your portfolio that generally provide steady growth, but not a lot of volatility and generally very few surprises. Well, I know you talked about uh, about sectors in one of our previous shows on cyclicals and things like energy and mining and software, things like that. It, it, some of these are almost, if you will, downturn proof in a lot of ways. And maybe those are some of the companies that we'll be taking a look at. So we're going to come back with another installment of Making Money, talking about monopolies and some of the examples of stocks that function in those areas and why they might be wise investments for you to pop into your portfolio. Kind of an abbreviated version of making money this week, but you want to join us next week when Ron looks into all of those sectors, drills down a little bit, gives you some suggestions about things that you should be thinking about, especially if the market decides to take a downturn. We're back next week. Don't forget you can find out more or ask us your questions if you go to makingmoney at cfcw.com or visit our website, letsmakemoney.ca. I just like the sound of that. And there's a comment section there, comments at letsmakemoney.ca. You can direct your questions to us, and Ron, we'd be happy to answer them in upcoming episodes. Ron Hebert is the financial coach, retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead. Thanks for joining us. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.